I tell you what I believe? Did somebody say that a love like that won't last? Didn't I give you all that I've got to give, baby? I gave you all the love I got. I gave you more than I could give. I gave you love. I gave you all that I have inside. And you took my love. You took my love. I keep crying. I keep trying for you. There's nothing like you and I, baby. This is no ordinary love. Okay, here's, here's why I'm upset no right now. <laughs> here's no, a list. I've ruined Sade. Here's... Here, no, I ruined Sade for Susan. No, 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 no. That's that's yeah. not it. Okay, that's part of it. But no, no. What makes me sad is realizing that you have to read this stuff. I here was thinking you did all this. See, shit we're just learning you. stuff. Left oh and no! Right now. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, so there is when I select one where I don't know anything but the lead into the chorus. Oh, I want to make sure that I have something that is perfect. Most, okay, so, uh, not to spoil the Lost, uh, oh. the Lost original continue episode two slow jam, because we, because now it's out there. Now I can do it again. Yeah. And Lord knows I'll do it again. There's no reading. Okay. <laughs> There's no reading for that Okay, one. okay, okay. But okay. It, had, it had been so long since I actually listened to Sade's No Ordinary Love which everybody go watch the video for Sade's No Ordinary Love. If you really need to pick me up, if you want to see a woman very convincingly playing a mermaid and being sultry, A+. Uh, but I was like, what is she actually saying when she's not saying, No Ordinary <laughs> yeah. Love! This, this is nothing. Yeah, that's true. I have no idea. My memory of the lyrics for that song were washed away with bottles of cheap red wine when I was trying to get laid. At the <laughs> it's like there's a game. there's a yeah, video that's... of uh, Dave Grohl explaining to Kyle Gass how to write a hit song, and he's talking about Aerosmith. He's like, name the lyrics to an Aerosmith song. Just you don't know them. You only know the chorus. No one yeah. knows the lyrics to an Aerosmith song. That's true. No. That's yeah, absolutely at true. At all. Well, uh, the modern ones, anyway. Yeah. The old ones, I goddamn right, I know the words. But. Dream, well, dream on, dream on is easy. Like everybody. But what knows what are the on. lyrics to like to love in an elevator? Right? Oh, I have no idea. Love it's, in an elevator. Yeah, it's love in an elevator. Living it up and love I'm going down. Like yeah, Simonets, that's it. it that's the, the song. Look, music is the <laughs> weapon. <laughs> <laughs> also. uh... Girl I went to high school with is in that music video. No shit. Yes. Really? She is one of the mannequins. Like the one of the guys is in the mall, and the, the mannequins come to life behind him and and dance. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, that those very moves got her kicked out of the high school talent show. What? Yep. I like. I'm glad they got multiple uses. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad yeah. those moves. They were just. Not they just. Wasted. They just cut her music. They're like, no. Yep. <laughs> You need to see the principal nope. today. No, nope. she was awarded four scrapples out of. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, w welcome once again uh, to the continue podcast. Welcome back to the the premiere uh, show about video games and and media and the things that we love uh, for adults. 
because as you can tell, no. oh. that's what's happening. Oh, here. okay. I thought this was going as in a you, whole other direction. By yeah, the way, have you guys going. seen my awesome Batman car? I lo- oh, it's an Adam West. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace. Friend, Adam friend West. of the show, uh, Dave Houghton, gave this to me for my birthday uh, at it. E3. I love every facet of right? that. Cool. Uh, Adults. That lady. Yeah, for adults. That lady holding up the uh, Batman car, the original 1966 Batmobile, is none other than Susan Arndt. Greetings to all, uh, including our two special guests who uh, get to sit in on this ridiculous enterprise uh, for being uh, $25 tier yes. backers. Thank you. Hi. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. Hello to you both. And... Uh, Hello to Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. I pre-ordered an Xbox One X. Oh my god, what is It's a reflex at this you point. I don't... No, what the hell, Dave? <laughs> Dave, what the shit are you doing? You bought an NES Classic. You are... You're no okay, longer wait, part no, of no, the no, problem. No, 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 you no, are no, the problem. No, wait. We have to give him a pass on the NES Classic because he has two small children. Sure, And they fine. really yes. enjoy it, and so... And... Yes. It was also okay. like he left his house, went out. It was convenient. Right, right. So we got to go okay. to the pass on this. The Xbox in... Yeah, no, I'm, I, no, what I'm going to cancel what it. What are you doing? It's on Amazon. What? No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. No, you won't. This is, no, you won't. No. A fucking year ago. <laughs> a fucking year ago, on the exact... The last incarnation of the show, you said to Susan and I, point blank, oh, I'm not going to get a PlayStation 4 Pro. I'm not going to do it. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, and then you fucking did mm-hmm. it. And you're going to do... Th- you're going to buy an Xbox. Why? Because he's I got a, I got a sweet end? 4K TV now. <laughs> no, dude. Oh, no. that's you, nice. Oh, so you can have no games looking great on your fucking 4K TV because there's no games for the... Okay, there's not no games Dave, for the Xbox. Yes, there are. Susan, name one... Xbox One X exclusive that is not going to be on PC. It doesn't oh, exist. On P- okay, well, yeah, no. I, you're going to get all those dope 4K I gotta, no, upgrades play Recore, for retro, I could for play rare Recore, replay. You can, the oh, the finished geez. edition. It's on no, PC! I, what, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to cancel the pre-order. And everybody, we lost Dave for a second. He's back. The internet literally kicked him off for ordering an Xbox One X. Right. Because... The internet... Yeah. Because... because. Let's, let's review. Because I don't want people to think we simply hate on the Xbox One X. If you do not have an Xbox One... Yes. And, right? And you had an, a 360, then that's a fine progression. Or or a modern gaming Or a modern PC. gaming, yeah. Or, or, or a PlayStation 4. Correct. Correct. Or... Or dignity. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but, but, Dave, Dave, if you're going to cancel it, cancel it right now. Oh, Jesus, we lost Dave again. Again? God damn it. We lost Dave again. Oh, dear. So, okay, our, while you and I are still recording, yeah. Susan, did, did you see Eurogamer? I don't think it was Ollie Welsh at Eurogamer, mm-hmm. but somebody at Eurogamer... Uh, this week, uh, in the wake of Gamescom, wrote a savage fucking editorial. About what? Just uh, about the Xbox. Oh, what about it? Uh, Just, just pummeling it for, like, there's no reason, like, Microsoft has not given a single compelling reason to anybody to buy this thing at launch, 
And what's more, like, the promise of, you know, uh, really good original games was taken away. Right. Crackdown 3 was the signature piece. And people coming at me with, like, Forza 7 being a marquee release, guys, it's over. The, the, dr- the dream of, like, the legendary marquee racing game being a, a mover is dead. No, I, I agree with that. Like, they... Pick, pick your car game of choice. Right. They will have passionate fan bases. They will be excellent games. They don't move product. Well, it's like Madden. It's there. There are the six million people. Yeah. That will turn out. Yeah. There are the six million people, and like I'm not saying that's not a sh- shit ton of it, people. Yeah. Like that's that's a lot of people. Yeah. But the six million people will come out. They'll buy Gran Turismo. They'll buy Forza, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Like there's no. Yeah, but they won't. What they won't do is they won't pick up the machine. Specific. Right. Well, see, Gran Turismo. Uh, no, Gran Turismo. Yeah. Back in the day, they would. I don't know that yeah. that's true anymore because there was Gran Turismo, and then there was yeah. like arcade racing, right? Yeah. Like there. Yeah. And now I think there's there's so much, there's so many different racers you can get. You've got plenty of really great arcade racers. You've got plenty of really great realistic super tuny ones. I don't know that that's still necessarily true. Oh man, I don't even think that there are. Like, there is no such thing as a, a sort of mainstream arcade racer. Oh, anymore, not mainstream, you know? like, no, no. There's there's the crew. I mean, there's no Sega which, Rally, you know? Need yeah, there's for, no Sega Rally. Need for Speed yeah. hasn't been interesting in a very long time. Burnout was the closest. Mm-hmm. And Burnout is now, I mean, all the people that used to make yeah. Burnout are, are either making Need for Speed or they're... Drinking heavily. It, they're, yeah, they're they're making Star Wars Battlefront VR experiences, which are a thing that everybody uh, everybody forgot Stop about. Stop it. Uh, anyway, the end the end of this editorial was like you know just there there were some lines in there that I wish I could just recall off the top of my head, but they were brutal. And do you want to pull it up? Walk, uh, yeah. I mean, I, hell, we have time. A, we're missing <laughs> we're Dave. Just chilling. And B, we're yeah, we're Dave. just chilling. And uh, and we are connected to the internet. So. This is all. This is all the. Um, Meanwhile, our two guests are like, "Wow, this is some slapdash bullshit happening right here." <laughs> Slap go- dash bullshit. Oh man! I, yeah, here we go. Oh, okay, man. hit me. Hit me with it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna lay. Lay it, it on me. This is just. Oh God! Yeah. All right. This is Martin Robinson is the writer on. Okay. As the allocated 90 minutes clocked up and we all began to think about the few short hours left until we drag ourselves up for the Monday commute, it was hard to make head or tail of what Microsoft's Gamescom show had set out to achieve. In an hour and a half of reheated E3 trailers and recaps, there was perhaps one announcement of a genuine exclusive for Xbox. A vertical console stand for the day one edition of the Xbox One X as unpackaged by Major Nelson in an abandoned office on the other side of the world. Okay. Ouch. No, 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 no. I'm going to call unnecessary snark. Because... Oh, yeah, no. Here's why. Gamescom is always warmed over E3. That's not new. No, that's not. No, no, no. Gamescom used to be big shit for both Microsoft and Sony. Because think about, like... 
Um, God, I guess it was 2012 or 2013. Mm-hmm. That was when they would roll out all the weird arty stuff okay, but that I, wouldn't th- play. Dude, that's five years ago. Yeah. So so now suddenly it's a problem? That, that smacks to me <laughs> very much of, I don't like Xbox. They yeah. didn't, they didn't. Oh, they didn't impress me, so I'm just going to be shitty because it's fun. Well, uh, you know, that's the intro. And I will say that the piece goes on to, you know, make sort of the salient points that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Where, whereas, you know, the Xbox One, when it was first announced, like, put aside all of, like, the, the sort of suspect consumer practices from when the Xbox One was first announced back in 2013. There was a reason to own that machine. There were games mm-hmm. coming out for that box that weren't going to be on anything else. You, if you wanted to play Rise... <laughs> you know what? Like, <laughs> I'm not, see, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. Oh, God. But if you wanted to play Rise, sure. if you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to play Halo, that was the yes. only game in town. Yes. And now you're, you're literally marching around forcing people to wear t-shirts that say, I played the most powerful console ever made. Okay, nobody... And I want to be like... No, 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 stop. Nobody forced anyone to wear that t-shirt. Stop I, it. No, I, well, you're... you're wa- okay, you're handing them out expecting people to wear them. Sure. Let me rephrase. Yeah. You're handing them out expecting people to wear them, and that shirt does beg the question, fucking played what on it? <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Played. You're not right. wrong. Here's 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 my thing. All right. Well, before we get to my thing, yeah. Before we get Dave to Dave is thing. theoretically back. Dave. Okay. Dave theoretically exists. Okay. So yeah, I I'm buying a I'm gonna cancel my pre order and buy a new goddamn desktop computer. There you because go. Good. That's that that's that's a, that is the way to go because until like I I've been thinking about this lately because. Uh, People keep making the arguments, oh, well, all of the best uh, PlayStation 4 games are also on PC. And that's true of every single multi-platform title. But I sit there and I look at my PlayStation and I can't play a game that Dave is going to talk about momentarily, Mm -hmm. Uncharted Lost Legacy on my PC. Uh, I can't play another game Dave is going to talk about momentarily, Yakuza Kiwami on my PC. Mm -hmm. Can't play Gravity Rush 2 can't play Gravity Rush uh, Remastered. Like, there there are a litany of, I wouldn't say, like, break the bank, going to change the world, console exclusives for PlayStation Persona 4. Persona 5, you can't Pers- play that on PC. Well, but I, like, even that, like, you know, like there's a PlayStation 3 version if you want to dig that thing out. Uh, but, like, there are there Horizon are many... Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Amazing game. Uh, that I, I am not good at hunting it. Um... <laughs> But like you know, there are all these there are all these reasons to own that machine. There is, like, it, and at the end of the day, you know, it, like who cares that it's more powerful, man? I don't. Yeah. Okay, the whole more powerful thing, guys. Your penis is big enough. Okay, just stop. <laughs> just stop. It is. Just stop. It's big enough. Here's here here's <laughs> my my issue. I have no problem with people criticizing the Xbox uh, for Microsoft completely blew the launch. They screwed that pooch hard. They have made bad decisions with the marketing. Uh, They have made some not great decisions with the lineup. Um, I question the audience that they're targeting. There are fair criticisms to have about the Xbox and the Xbox versus the Switch versus the 
the PS4. There, there are fair criticisms to make about this machine. What sure. I am tired of is the glee with which people are continuing to dunk on them because that's there's no need for that. Like, I, yeah. And I mean it in the press. Like, if you're just yeah. a, a consumer, whatever. If you feel like dunking on them, go for it. It's, it's your right. But if you're going to, like, you don't need to be shitty to the person that's losing. The, the weirdest thing Unless in the world it's Trump, because like, fuck that guy. Because <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> the weirdest thing, Susan, and like you and I have been doing this long enough to have seen it happen multiple times. Absolutely. Like nothing was more satisfying to journalists back in the day than like, like when the Sony hack happened in 2011. Mm-hmm. Like when PSN got hacked, the, yep. the glee that people had to be like, oh, Oh, Sony finally started selling PlayStation 3s and then this happened. No, yeah. they're back on bottom. Just like, what are you what are you doing? Like, yeah. who cares, man? Yeah. Who cares? Um, but uh, yeah, I I, I I wish I could say that that's going away. It won't. But it won't. Uh, like And, and it, here's here's part of why it won't. I will say of all the fan bases, the the Xbox fan base not the complete one but the the core of them and you'll all know who i'm talking about the kind of people i'm talking about they're so predictable you say anything you just tweak it a little bit they will freak out they will share that article they will make it make sure it shows up on reddit they'll share it around they'll make videos about it how pissing it off and they will drive your traffic for Days. For days, you'll you'll get, mm-hmm. you will get, so like yeah, like I hate to say it, you you get like your bread and butter, out of that kind of reaction, like and it's gross. sitting down. It's gross. Yeah, it's gross. And like I hate I hate to say that like I think all three of us have it, had something to do. All three of us are responsible for an article about the P is being made, right? Oh fuck we're yeah! All, oh yeah! Oh, we're all oh. responsible for an article. About oh the god piece. yeah! We did like clockwork. Well, okay, so when we were at Joystick, yeah, the it was a formula. We knew for absolutely sure as soon as you mentioned how many P's a game had, just do it. <laughs> Huge headline, explosion of, headline, of the traffic. That first year between Xbox One and PS4. Was an was it was awful. Yeah. Because like all anyone cared about was like, oh well the PlayStation 4 to 1080p and yeah. the Xbox One to 720p. And every article was about that. And it's like the, No. And here's there's more to but it. But here's the thing but here's the thing. I wanna make it clear. At, at Joystick, we didn't offer an opinion. We didn't yep. say one was better than the other. We had no value judgment. We reported a- facts and stepped back and let we the were magic comment happen. farmers. We were comment farmers. It was literally like, yep. allow us to plant one, two, three seeds, and then just let the community go fucking Exactly. Nuts. And we'll just, we just <laughs> sat back and we sipped our lemonade like, mm-hmm, thank you for doing really the good. work for us. Sip. Enjoy. I mean, like, literally the only thing that was stressful about it was recognizing the fact that there had to be three people monitoring the comments at any given Well, there's time. that, yeah. Because it was just, like, death threat, death threat. People would uh, lose homophobic. their minds. Like, you always had to wait for the slur. dude 
There were, and there would be one who would say, you know, you really can't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was great. Bless him. And I, I, yeah, I will, I will like really quick shout out before we get into some of our, some of our individual topics for the day, a little shout out to one human being who was in every single one of those threads and has all but vanished off the internet at this point. Peace and love. X-Bot. X-Cop. X-Cop. Oh, X-Cop. How did I do that? I beefed it. You did. You blew it. X-Cop, we love Uh, you. We miss you. Yeah, X-Cop for days. X-Cop was a guy who would show up in every thread and had like the like the X logo as his name and would it is he is to this day the most remarkably entertaining troll I've I agree. ever but seen. But that but here's life. the thing. Because you could very easily recognize it as a shtick. He was, was so n- consistent in tone yeah. and presentation and the kinds of comments he left. It was very easy to recognize as shtick, and so it was never hurtful. Yeah, and and he never attacked anybody. Like, he would just drop in and say the most absurd (laughs) things. The most absurd Xbox fanboy things. Yeah, like Xbox fanboy things. Like, I genuinely wonder if the term Sony Pony was created by XCOM. You know, I'm going to credit him Just to screw with people. (laughs) I just am. Because he was so good at just, like, like swooping in and talking about the weekend he spent at Major Nelson's day spa, basking in the glow. (laughs) Of the always connected console. It was so awesome. He was oh God, so funny. God, he was great. I, I hope I hope he understood how much we appreciated him. Yeah, I, I you know, wherever you are, XCOP, yeah. our hearts are with you. We love you. Uh, and now we're going to go to the, the Xbox fanboy in real life, not going to cancel his pre-order, even though I'm he gonna, just said... It's going to happen. Then do it right it's now. It's not going to happen. Open up do the tab right and do it right do now. Do it on the air. Do it in front of do us. It. I mean, if you're going to do it, pre-order. then do it right now. You're not going to cancel your pre-order. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. No, I need to buy a computer anyway. And those, the, you know what's going to happen? Peer no pressure. One's, no one's going to buy these damn consoles, and they're going to pack in, like, Forza to 12 exactly. and Recore. Recore the actually finished oh edition my God. this time, don't, we promise, don't, guys. Don't, okay. I'd be thrilled to play a finished version of Recore. No, I, Recore I, was fine up until the point when it wasn't finished. I mean, I, Yeah, because like, those I, load times, mwah. Oh, yeah. the P- so the PC version's great oh, okay. in terms All of the right. load times. The PC version, okay. uh, I, like, I actually got to say, like, I, I uh, turned off all of the P's on the, the <laughs> PC version because it was chugging when it was running on Ultra. Mm-hmm. And so I turned everything off to the point that it basically looked like a PlayStation 2 game. Mm-hmm. It looked, it literally just looked like Metroid Prime. It looked like the last game that hmm. these guys had made. And it was kind of okay you with know, that. Sp- Spare, but attractive. Yeah. Very minimal load times. But, like, that made the the sort of deep-rooted flaws in the fundamental gameplay stuff just stand out all the more. Oh. Like, having to truck all the way back to your home base to switch out which bot you had with you. The collect-a-thon nonsense yeah. of, of power-up juice. Like, it, you know, that, that game was... It, it could have been a perfect four-hour game. Mm. If they just stripped all that bullshit out and just trusted people to enjoy a four-hour game. 
I canceled my pre-order. Good man. Yeah. I did it. Good man. Get yourself a, well, a computer you, that works. Me, meanwhile, yes. Dave Dave canceled the one with Walmart and kept the one with Amazon. No, <laughs> I just got one. Don't do that. He's not like you, <laughs> Anthony. I do do that. I've yes, you do. I'll, I'll do. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. You're until a terrible Nintendo. person. All right. Well, let's terrible. let's, let's, yeah. let's okay. talk about some video games. Let's. Yeah. Uh, so and again, if you if you want an Xbox One, fans, yeah, go for not it. you, but but yeah, folks not me. Listening, but... If you want one, get one. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? You know. All right. Okay, before we talk about video games, I feel like we just talked about the Xbox a lot. Yeah. And, like, before we... Like, because I feel like we're going to talk about a bunch of things that we really like. Yeah. And so let's get this out of the way. Okay. What are you doing watching The Mummy? Oh, my God. Okay, here it goes. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Oh, my... Okay, so, as you, you have all you know... Have you seen... As you all you know, I was, I was in Las Vegas at a magic convention, and so I'm in the hotel, and... I don't... Okay, so magicians, like, do all their shit at night. So I'm getting back from panels at, like, midnight and shit. It's ridiculous. So uh, I was exhausted the last day. And so uh, my husband and I are there and we're like... We're in Las Vegas. We're like, I don't want... I want to order room service and not do anything and sit in my pajamas. And we're like, okay, let's watch a movie. So we go through the the hotel list and I'm like, you know what? I bet the... I know it'll be bad. But it'll be a fun kind of bad. Sure. Incorrect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just bad. It, it has no redeeming features whatsoever. There is nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing <laughs> to like about this movie. Okay, first of all, the the Tom Cruise character. So Tom Cruise is the hero. He's a dick. He's a yeah. soldier who abandons his post. To go rob tombs, okay? Awesome. Like, he is, st- like, they're in uh, Iraq or Iran, I don't remember, but they're like, hey, I got a lead on some treasure that we're going to steal from this country and take back to the States and sell. So he's an asshole, okay? I guess they were going for, like, Charming Rogue, but completely failed, completely failed. So he's a dick. Okay, so then his lady friend, the lady that he stole the the letter and the clue as to where this tomb was, she shows up. This bitch has zero agency, okay? Nothing. She can't so much as squint without going, hey, is it okay, man? Person with... How many, how many years younger than Tom Cruise is she? Oh, like, oh she, 25 at least. All the years. All the years. And of course... They're stopping, right? Of course, because of course they are, because of course. Not alive when risky business was made. No, she was not alive. And you know, hey, if you want to strip Tom Cruise, I'm not going to argue with you because he's not an unattractive man. But he can fly. He can fly. He's OTA. He, he is. can fly. But <laughs> seriously, she 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 is just there to go. What do I do now to him? Like like literally, that is her entire role. Is to, his name's Nick. 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 Okay, whatever, bitch. All right, fine. So then uh, there's this really wonderful action scene. They're on a plane uh, transporting the sarcophagus back to England. Cool. And uh, someone shoots at the plane and a big fucking chunk of the plane goes bye bye 
So now there's a hole in the side of the plane, and shit is getting sucked outside of the plane, and it's a really great action scene. Like, if you have seen uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, where he's hanging on the side of the plane as it takes off, it is that level of action That's a great scene. movie, too. That's that a is a great movie. movie. Go watch that instead. So it's a really, really great scene. Okay, so they are in, <laughs> they're in this plane with soldiers. He completely ignores all the soldiers who are getting sucked out of the plane. By the way, fuck them. He's not helping them. He just grabs the girl and gives her uh, a, a, a parachute and then shoves her out the plane. Okay? Okay. Fuck everybody else. Sorry, dudes. Oh, by the way, they're part of his squad. So these so are... He has no- so he has no loyalty no, to these anybody. Are dudes he has supposedly served being. with. They have perhaps saved his life at some point. Don't care. Where's the money? I gotta, I gotta save the poon. Okay, like boom. All right. Where is the mummy? Where, Where's the mummy? The mummy, the mummy? the mummy is in the sarcophagus in the the plane. Oh, I'm getting to her. Just give me a minute. Okay. <laughs> so later in the movie. Uh, the, the, the chick is like, I know there's good in you somewhere. And he's yeah. like, you saved my life. You gave me the last parachute. And he's like, and he says, I thought there was another one. <laughs> now, if you picture Brendan Fraser in the original Mummy. He could have pulled that line off. He could have pulled that off because it would be charming. You'd be like, yeah. I can't tell if he's serious or not. Is he just hiding yeah. his vulnerability, or did he actually think there was a... Right? And it's cute. There's no yeah. question in your mind that he is like, fuck, I just gave away the last parachute. God damn it, now I'm going to die. Ugh. All right. So there's that. The mummy. <sighs> now we're getting down to it. <laughs> I swear. I've heard the mummy's in it for like 10 minutes total. Yeah, she's, she's barely in it. She's barely in it. So the first, I gotta say it's five to seven minutes long of the movie. The, pre, the pre-title role is, is Commander Exposition telling you the history of the mummy, which is, if you know anything about Egyptology, <laughs> it is such complete horseshit, it's offensive. Like, like fifth grade, like, social studies, right? right? right. Oh, the, the, the shtick of it is, like, oh, you know, there's Pharaoh, and he loved his daughter, and she was wonderful, and he, the, and he was going to make, he was going to give everything to her after he died, but then his wife had a son, and so she was kind of, okay, first of all, there was exactly one female Pharaoh in Egypt. One, one, one. So the idea that this guy would make his daughter Pharaoh is complete horseshit. Like, forget it. It, it wouldn't happen. And then... Okay, so then, then she, then why she feels, she, so she's pissed. All right, so she's pissed. Your kid's pissed. Fine. She makes a deal with, with a god. Not sure why that had to happen. And then she kills her dad and his wife and her baby brother. But why? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And now, and, and then, and then everybody. She's Kratosing again. She's like, and then everybody's like, ooh, wow, you really shouldn't have done that. That was, that wasn't cool. And so they, they, they wrap her up, they mummify her alive, and, by, and when they say mummify, what they mean is they wrap her up in bandages. They don't take out her brain, nothing like that. They don't put her organs in canopic jars. They just, okay, fine, whatever. They, they cart her off to Iran, somehow find enough liquid mercury for the sarcophagus 
to be completely submerged in it. I don't think... What, well, what's containing the mercury? <laughs> I realize... <laughs> it's one of the most corrosive substances on the planet. What's containing the mercury? <laughs> and then Dr. Jekyll shows up. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, so wait. Now, Dr. Jekyll is why I didn't see this movie. Because I have a running... I have, like, a formula for deciding what junky movies to see. And, and it depends on whether Dr. Jek- Jekyll is in it. All right, check it out. Okay. When you see a shitty, shitty action movie in the past 20 years. Yes. Now, Russell Crowe's gonna be in it. <laughs> There's no question here. You know, you know that if you have a shitty, shitty action movie, Russell Crowe's gonna show up That's at true. some point. So... You gotta make sure that you see Russell Crowe. And, like, with The Mummy, this was tricky because it was all shots of Tom Cruise and very little Russell Crowe. But you gotta make sure you see a picture of Russell Crowe before you see anything in The Mummy. And if he looks like this, if he's like... (laughs) If he's got his dour, sad jolly face on... (laughs) Don't watch it. Russell Crowe's not... (laughs) If you have sad Russell Crowe, don't watch that shitty action movie because sad Russell Crowe means you're going to be sad Russell Crowe. <laughs> this is a great wisdom. <laughs> but if he's got that little, if he's got that little, the smirk. Yeah. If he's got that, just like a little up at the corner. Yeah. That's happy Russell Crowe. And you can be guaranteed that you'll walk in and you'll at least be able to laugh at it. Okay. If Ru- Russell Crowe's happy, <laughs> go see that movie. See, I wish if I Russell had known Crow- this because... I could have told you. It, okay, first of all, I'm, I'm just... I'm pissed that we just can't just have movies and sequels anymore. No, everything has to be a fucking universe. Fuck you and your fucking universe because the reason Dr. Jekyll is in this is so he's part of a secret society that fights evil oh and oh, by God. the way, spoiler alert... Tom Cruise becomes a god at the end of the movie. What? What? Cool. Oh, he's OT8. <laughs> he's OT8. <laughs> he actually did it. He's already a god, so that's why they cast him. Oh, it's my perfect. God. I mean, it's just... And then, of course, Dr. Jekyll becomes Mr. Hyde at one point, and Mr. Hyde is apparently just a fatter, lower-class Russell Crowe. Because all he does... So it's, so it's Robin Hood Russell Crowe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh! Mr. Hyde did it! Gonna have, gonna have me a pork pie, sir. Yay. Right. Like, oh gosh. Just... Yay. So don't watch this movie. In, in some. Oh my god. In some, don't watch this movie. I, I now I kind of have to. Like no. now no. I'm gonna wait. No, no. There's gotta literally, know. literally. Okay, no. There is yeah. one redeeming feature. There is one. Uh, so uh, Tom Cruise has a buddy in the movie, and his character is he's really good. It's like a comic relief yes. sort of. Yes. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He is the only. Who plays him? I have no idea. I don't think I've ever seen him he's before. Just, actually, just a dude. Just a dude. And uh, everything else is complete shit, start to finish. <laughs> just garbage. So that I would that rather. Actually... I would rather watch Suicide Squad for a week straight. No, don't say that. Yeah, don't it's that. true. Just think about Jared Leto going like this. Don't care. The hand I don't care. No, thing. no. This is, about you Jared are, Leto you are making my point for me. <laughs> oh, man. That's rough. Mm. That's rough. Okay, but now, so on, now on to shit we like. I was going to say, it's it's a 
perfect transition to go from uh, a supporting character being the only thing that is truly good about the mummy at all to a game that is about two supporting characters that honestly, if you had told me that these were the, the games that the characters that you were going to choose to make a, an uncharted game, uh, they're not the ones that I would go with. No. At all. Like, yeah. If you had told me that, like, oh, we're going to make the Elena game, finally. Like, now we're going to make the Uncharted about Elena. Really? Going to get everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Huh. I would absolutely want to see, like, the Elena, like, putting together a documentary game. Mm, but, okay. Yeah, uh, all right. Yeah, it'd be badass. Um, Uncharted Lost Legacy, which I, I've been, you know, I loved Uncharted 4, so, I, you know, I wanted to play more, but, like, I haven't been champing at the bit. Dave... You say Yeah, you I am I am it. eager to hear about this because I know absolutely nothing about it. So yeah. so my I appreciate the Uncharted games as these like blockbuster temple releases. They are very pretty to look at. Um the shooting is fine. Mm. Uh, it's like the puzzles are yeah. And it's just like, okay, you get a cool little romp, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to play this again. And Uncharted 4 did some neat things with the characters, mm-hmm. uh, kind of elevated the source material, but I still had issues. It was too long. Mm. Sam Drake is an interloper. Mm. Uh, you push too many boxes. Do you um, push boxes? You push a lot of boxes. Yeah, there's a lot of boxes. There's a lot of boxes. I've, I've blocked that out. Yeah, because it's just, hey, here's a box. Push it over here. And we'll climb up. <laughs> Hey, here's a box. Uh, Push it. Yeah. Uh, so, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, I think, is my favorite game in the series. Uh, wow. For Yeah. It's, I think it's the best one in the series uh, by far. Uh, one, it's like six hours long. Perfect. Like uh, six yeah. to eight. You, you, can, you can squeeze about eight hours if you try to do everything in the game and like hunt down all the, the secrets and stuff. But it's uh, top to bottom. It's about a four to six hour game. Uh, so it's just it is really tightly plotted. Uh, this the story is really um, concise. It's it's cl- you know clear three acts. You're not just like oh here's another fucking island. Uh, <laughs> it's just you 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 do the intro bits in India. You find out where you need to go. You go there. You do the things, and then you stop the bad guy. Like boom, easy peasy. Uh, and and the other thing too is that they they humanized. Both Nadine and Chloe in a way that I was not expecting. Cool. So they they have a really good relationship together. Like they both kind of don't want to be working together because it takes place after Uncharted Four. Nadine was kind of the bad guy. Yeah, Nadine, um, Nadine's straight up trying to kill you. So yeah, yeah but yeah. she was doing it for money and like for sure. uh, spoilers for the un- uh, the end of Uncharted Four. She does walk away without killing you because she's like I wasn't. Like like fuck this I'm out of here, uh, and so the there's definitely some tension there. They do some really good things with that. Also like they, so Chloe, in Uncharted two, her character was basically I'm here to be the sexual tension between Nathan and Elena. That is correct. That was that is her whole arc basically in the series is uh the 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 sex kitten right and and then like the cool she she and rough British guy were, like, the comic relief in 3. Yeah, but, like, they, like they, again, they weren't really in 3 all that much. They, right. it was based, she just showed up for, like, a couple chapters, like, all right, we'll send you on your, your cavalcade of characters. <laughs> Head over here now. Go fight on a boat for two hours. Okay. Uh, 
so then what they did is they actually like they developed Chloe into a fully formed person. Like she actually has like like fears and doubts and 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 things that she wants and things that like like frighten her and you get to see like a real vulnerable side of both characters of both Chloe and Nadine and the way that it's like portrayed in the story um is like some of the finest work that I think that Naughty Dog has done. Wow. Uh yeah, like I liked it a lot more than cuz like Nathan Drake's funny, he's quippy, he's fine, but like I never really th- felt that he was like a person. You know, he just he he he's yeah, he's that. going he's kind of, he's kind of a dick and he's like I got to go get not... the treasure. I, I know. I, the, the the thing that I will say is kind of, I love Uncharted for because it's about that. Yeah. Because that it's it's yeah. about Nathan Drake being like, "Oh wait, I'm not a person without my brother. I'm not a person without my wife." Yeah. Who, who the fuck am I supposed to be? Right. And that's I that's why I like that. It's nice to hear that that they sort of that quality of sort of soulful writing carried yeah. through in a lost legacy yeah and and because it's only a six hour game that's perfect it doesn't yeah. feel padded it doesn't feel like that they're they're tacking on stuff because it needs to be longer yeah. there's no like flashbacks there's no, it's just here's a story she has a very personal connection with the treasure that she's trying to get to it's not just like a score mm. like there's actually a reason why she wants to hunt this thing down mm. uh, the villain in the game is like He's like really fucking cool, like way better than that that millennial Macklemore asshole from Uncharted Four. Um, oh wow! You know it says something that I don't even remember the bad guy from Uncharted. Yeah, 4. he's he yeah. just picture Macklemore with a sword at the yeah. end, and that's it. That's yeah, that's, that's all, basically that's what you're it. Of. I um, str- I don't remember anything about him. <gasps> yeah, no, he he he's was just he, a dick. He's just he's, a snide rich. He's a dick, dick that wants money. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I remember a lot about that game, but I... Ooh, mm, yeah, yes. the villain in that game was not, like, okay. that... Yeah, bad. Whereas this guy, like, he has a clear reason why he's hunting for the treasure, and he's just, like, he's really imposing, and, like, the facial animations are, like, they... Oh, it's... Oh, it's cool. so good! Uh, and then the gameplay... God damn it, it's like it's it's the best that they've done there. So one, in the first opening level, it's very like uncharted y. You go through this very cinematic experience, you're climbing up stuff, you're doing and it's like, okay, great, I'm pushing a box. <laughs> this is uncharted. And then like you fall down this thing and Nadine's like, no more boxes, okay? And Chloe's like, okay, fine, no more boxes. And I'm like, oh, well that's and then one of my friends on Twitter was like, Yeah, that that's a joke. Like, there are no more box puzzles the rest of the game. I'm like, you are you fucking kidding me? And then, yeah, no. After that moment, there are no more box puzzles in the game. They That's do funny. way more stuff with it. So around chapter four is the midpoint of the game, and that's when you get to the... It's kind of the big hook here is that there's this big, big, quote-unquote, open world hmm. where it's just, like, kind of an open environment, kind of like Africa. Uh, or what, yeah, when you're... Was it Africa? In uh, Uncharted 4, where you're, where like, you're driving in the around Jeep? the Jeep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, even that was still very linear. You have a uh, distinct point A, you need yeah. to get to point B. You can kind of choose how you get there, but you're yeah. going to end up there. Um, this is like, okay, so there are a handful of towers that you need to find and activate. It's always towers. 
Yes, it's always towers, but they do. But they're not Ubisoft towers, so it's no, fine. they're not Ubisoft towers because it's it's more like okay, so you need to get to this area over here, and you like you're driving there, and it's like okay, well there are, oh shit, there are guard trucks here. There weren't guard trucks before. Like the 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 combat is way more um, focused and specific in certain spots as opposed to just like oh here's a giant room full of bad guys that are chasing you. Um, so you go there and you you, uh, you solve the puzzles, you go in, you activate the thing, and you mark on your map, okay, that's done. And then now you're like, okay, I have two more locations to get. And there are a couple little hidden things that you can find around, and the puzzles are really short, but they're cl- mostly pretty clever. And it's just like, it is just, it is a nice, like, two to three hour mini open world, and then you're done with it. And then you move on, and then the rest of the game is linear for the next, like, the hour perfect, or two. That's the perfect length for any open world it's, game. It's... Just Three the pacing hours. of it and the the way that everything is presented, it is just like it is a nice, like just bite sized AAA experience. And the fact that they only charge forty dollars, I, I think they could have gotten sixty four. All right, so I was just honest. gonna ask you guys but, about this. If it, like let's say that Naughty Dog and I like I understand people have a very limited budget for video games. And video games are expensive in all ways. The things that you play them on are expensive. The games themselves are expensive. I, I understand all that. However, I can envision a scenario where The Last of Us and Uncharted 4 were not $60 games, but three $30 games released like a few months apart. So you, then you would have three 7 to 10 hour games just broken up. Oh, so you're talking about that episodic gaming. I'm talking that... about, like, like that episodic gaming, kind of. Like, I, I think, like, Uncharted and The Last of Us are such amazing... Uncharted 4 and The Last of Us are such amazing games, but they're so daunting to get yeah. through. And I, I feel like a lot of that is action that, that feels very redundant in the context of the game. Like, I'm here for the story. I'm here to the... the to hear these people talk to each other and then to do something really, really cool that makes me, you know, thrills me with, uh, with game action and a sight. Yeah. But, like, the way it ends up playing out is you get this great dialogue and then you get one amazing game sequence where you're jumping over things and you're playing all this stuff and then you, you do it again. And then and you again. push boxes for three hours. Yeah. So, like... I, you know, I, I understand that it takes a profound amount of effort to make these games, and they want to give you something that has, like, a lot of value. Like, that's the, the sort of economic model for these things. But I wonder if it would be better, like, if Naughty Dog finished one of these giant projects and then broke it up and just put it out over the course of a year. No. You're no? An, you're an idiot. You're, you're be- what? No, you're an idiot. Because here's what happens then. Okay. The average person... When they buy a game, finishes it less than half the time. So now... Oh, yeah, like 18%. Right. So now you have spent the money to create Mm. a $60 game, but you are only going to get $7 from, like, how much of your your base because they're going to buy the first chapter, they probably won't finish it, and then they won't buy the second one because they're like, well, shit, I never finished the first one. Why would I get the second one? So you have just completely... Completely cut your profits. Also, yeah. people don't like. Part of the reason why you feel dissatisfied with the game, you're not wrong. 
Uncharted 4 has too much bullshit in it. The flashbacks shouldn't be there. I mean, you could argue that Sam shouldn't be there at all, but they needed somebody to fill that role. Oh, I, Fine, I, whatever. I, love, I love that stuff. I love all that stuff. You know, I just think it's it's too much all at once, is what I'm saying. Okay. What was the time period that you played that game over? A month. Really? Like 30 day, yeah, like 30 day period. That was when, that was, you know, I just had my kid. Oh, so it well, was like, okay. You know, like it was a thing that I worked through. You know, I'm not on the game reviewer cycle sure, anymore. Sure, like, sure. I'm not in that place where, like, I have to play a 20 hour game in two days. And, you know, I can understand how that skews my perspective sure, on sure, certain sure, sure, things. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I can understand how a lot of people don't find the last 10 hours of Alien Isolation to be a soul-crushing, personal fucking insult. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I played I played both Uncharted 4 and Last of Us over these big stretches of time, mm-hmm. and I, I love playing them over those stretches of time. But, I again, like, I just... That, that I wonder... Yeah, I, uh, basically I all of this is like I would like to see Naughty Dog make a more compact. Yeah, I think game. the answer is less split Uncharted Four up into four games and just make more adventures, games. like make smaller, make smaller adventures. Yeah, yeah. and That's, release them more frequently. Uh, yeah, like, and, and, and th- this was released like that yeah. I, because because the kind I mean these things are modeled after movie serials. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which are tiny little adventures, compact. Make them more like that. You charge yeah. less for them. That's fine. Like, what is a what is the loss? Like? It's for it's forty bucks. Forty bucks. It's forty eh, bucks. I think it should probably be thirty. But right, charge it. You know, thirty bucks. Make it shorter. They're nice little bite sized things that come out so more this frequently. Is, I think that would this allow is what I'm de- for yeah. more experimentation, uh, right. more locations, different kinds of adventures. You could do you could do one adventure. That is just them being stuck in a tomb. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. they, they walk they, in. This. There's a cave in. Shit. And now we, and now the entire game, instead of dealing with you know mercenaries and blah blah blah, is just puzzles. Susan, you just much more effectively described what I was trying to describe. Oh. Like I, you know, rather rather like I'm not talking like you know a Telltale version. Oh yeah. Telltale no, 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 Games no, no. version. Yeah. No, like not like that. I mean, instead of having Uncharted Four. Mm-hmm. Like they said, uh, what is what is that one called? A thief's end. Thieves end. Thieves, yeah. A thief's end. So if it was like Uncharted, a thief's end one, and then six, like a year later, there's Uncharted, a thief's end. See, two. I, w- I or, would not, or just a different name. Yeah, like, no, give, like, like I it... don't think I don't think Uncharted or The Last of Us lends itself to splitting up an overarching story. Into different okay. pieces. However, both of those worlds lend themselves to smaller to adventures. Stories. Yeah. That, yes. that but, you don't necessarily have to play them all. You don't have to play like, them all in the same order. If you cut Last of Us, like, if you cut Last of Us to... And, you know, guess what, everybody? If we're going to spoil The Last of Us oh, for please. you, the, the fucking, you know, it's, the statute of been, limitations It's been a minute up. since that game all came right? out. I'm, uh, you know, go play your acoustic guitar, uh, guitar of Joel's song uh, that you don't know about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be ukulele anyway. Let's. Yeah, know. it'd be ukulele. Go to YouTube and do your ukulele version of Joel's song from uh, last time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why I had to be shitty there. But, like, you know, instead of making that the whole game, cut it when you get to the point where you take over his Ellie. Like, there's everything with Joel. They go to that one town. That town sucks. The people they're looking for aren't there. 
boom, Last of Us 1. And then, a year later, you get The Last of Us 2, and now you're playing as Ellie. It's very exciting. I don't know. I, you know, like, I, I, I guess if they approached these games rather than thinking, we're going to make a 40-hour epic. Well, yeah. And, you know, an Uncharted 4 takes, like, 40 hours it is not. It is not a short game. But, of course, that's the whole... And this is the thing that this this gets into the the yeah. money equals value the money thing. equals value thing. Like oh well, if I'm paying dollar amount for game, it has right. to last hours like that. And that's I understand where that comes from. I get it. It pisses me off because it and then you end up with games that are longer than they should be. Sure. Simply yeah. to increase perceived value. Yeah, and I hate that. I hate that. I shit. do too. Uh, Dave, you have also been playing another PlayStation 4 exclusive, which, strangely, is part of a series that has this sort of bloat that we've been talking about. The Yakuza games nowadays take, like, ten years to finish. Right, but those games also, like, they reuse assets like a motherfucker. They do. It's the same goddamn city over 18 games. That's right. And you know what? Do it. Do it. Do that. Do it forever. tell good stories in that space, and I will run back and forth down those goddamn streets every day. But you're playing Uh, your your remake of the original, which is a much more compact experience than than, than Yakuza 0 and 5. So, yeah, I played Yakuza 0 uh, earlier this year, and that took me about 50 hours to get through. Uh, that was I'm earlier not... this year? Yeah, that, that was... was yeah. Yakuza 0 was 2017? It was right before yep. P5. Guys, this yep. year is going to kill me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But uh, that game, again, was like... That was made, like, 10 years after the launch of that series. Uh, they had so much stuff to put into it. Uh, whereas Yakuza Kiwami, which uh, Kiwami is Japanese for extreme, more, like roughly translates to that, um, is a retelling of the first game. So they redid all of the, they used all of the assets from the, the PS3 slash PS4 port, uh, versions of like 5 and 0, um, put all of the first game, did all the cutscenes again, re-recorded all the dialogue, uh, put the minigames from 0 in Kiwami and basically just said, okay, well, here here it is. Uh, it's a remake of the first game. It's $30. The reason why it's $30 is because the story, uh, like, I'm on chapter five, but I think there are, like, 12 chapters in that game, and I'm only five hours into it. It is, like, oh, wow. Yakuza so it is 1. zipping right along. Yakuza 1 is a brief game okay. compared to, like, 5. Like, Yakuza 5 took me, when I reviewed that game, it took me, like, 50 hours to yeah. beat it. And I, I saw maybe 15% of the content of that game. Uh, whereas this is, it, it is a much snappier experience. Four, 14 hours for the main story is like but the usual clock. The the thing about Kwame that I'm remembering for, about the, the first Yakuza game is, one, the pacing of it isn't that great. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, especially in the opening hours. Like, the, the very first chapter of that game is you are hanging out with Nishikiyama and your friend Yumi, and you're hanging out in a bar, and you're like, I'm going to get my lady friend Yumi a ring. So you go, and and you buy the ring, and then the ring gets stolen, and then you go to the pawn shop, and you don't have enough money, so you go get more money, and then you go back, and he jacks the price up, and you're just like, oh my god, stop it. I get it. I get it that he wants this ring. Just move it along and then yeah then it then it 
fast forwards 10 goddamn years because you get framed for murder and you're in prison. Sure, you know, uh, totally. And so, yeah, so, like, the, the, the first, like, hour or two of that game is kind of a drag. Uh, they do add some new cutscenes that flesh out your friend Nishikiyama and why he becomes kind of, like, such of a dick over the ten years between, like, the beginning of the game and when the game sort of picks up. Uh, it uses the same fighting styles from Zero, so the combat is still, it's still that, like, PS2, PS3 era brawler, but it's more interesting it, than, it, it, than it was it, when it, it launched. It, yeah, you, you punch yeah. and kick and smash people in the face. High punch, uh, high the, yeah. kick. Um... But yeah, like it's it's good. I'm having fun with it. One of the things that I'm I'm noticing though is that it is not nearly as goofy. Yeah. As... No, one 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 and two are it, it, like one was made in that era when like Jack 2 came out when yeah. like, like video games are serious and gritty. We're telling a real adult story for real adult men. <laughs> I, and so, then it wasn't until, like, two or three when they're like, it's, no, it's, let's get weird. The Goofy's there. It's just more hidden. Like, yeah. you really have to get into the deep side quests in one yeah. and two to start seeing, like... Like, I, the first one that I played start to finish was two. And two is pretty, like, men doing man things. But then... <laughs> Like, about ten hours in, I found a side quest where, like, one guy comes up to you and slaps you on the back, and he's like, Oh, Kiryu, you're a man like us! Come and do manly things! And Kiryu gets an invitation to a building, and then walks in, and the guy who was, like, slapping him on the back, this, like, 60-year-old Japanese dude with the slick back hair chopping a cigar, he and all his boys are in an apartment dressed up like babies they have like bonnets on and diapers and there's a dominatrix there telling them they've all been bad boys and kiryu was like oh no <laughs> and that like that's that's how the goofy goes in in the yeah. in one and two that's how you it's sort of you have to you have to dig a little bit deeper than like nuggets the chicken oh, managing your bolt like Nuggets doesn't just, like, pop up and hang out. Yeah, you don't just, like, hang out with a guy who dances like Michael Jackson and you have to protect him from right. gang members as he moonwalks down the alleyway. Not that, not that. yeah. It's not that. So, uh, D Dave, if, you were, if somebody was going to be looking to get a Yakuza game in 2017, okay. Kiwami or Zero? Zero seems like the better game because it is, it is a... It is a better story. It is a more interesting story. They figured out what they want to do with those characters. Yeah. You know? Like, Kiryu and Majima are fucking awesome. And, like, um, Majima's in this one, but he's not in it as much. So what they did uh, to to be like, oh, hey, remember Zero? Remember Majima and how cool he was? Well, now we have a system called Majima Everywhere, <laughs> where you'll just walk down the street and Majima's there, and he'll be like, hey, I want to fight you, and then you fight him, and if you beat him, you will you can unlock additional moves for your dragon style. It's like oh. the, the martial arts style that you forgot while you were in prison, and as you fight Majima, you get better at it. Uh, you, like, relearn all your old moves and stuff. And yeah, he'll just kind of show up. You'll like once you complete enough like uh, Majima battles, you'll just walk along, and it'll be like, "Hey, what's going on?" And mm -hmm. then, "Oh my God, it's Majima! He's a cop!" <laughs> and uh, yes, but, but again, it's like it's clear that that like 
it has nothing to do with the story. They just kind of threw it in as like, a, hey, here's the thing. Here's the guy. Uh, yeah, so I, I would say like Zero is probably the better game. It is the more interesting story. Kiwami is good as a setup for, I think, what, like, six is going to be because it introduces Haruka oh, okay. as a, as yeah, a yeah. young girl. Um, you don't see her whole arc because you, you know, well, she's, you yeah, she's, she's, you like, won't do little, the, little the, 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 the dance battles from Yakuza 5. You, that's important character development. You can't forget that's the, best the dance part. battles. Susan, but... we each, we did like a full court press trying to convince you to play Zero. You did. Earlier this year. Are you gonna, are you still interested in hopping on that train? You know, I would like to. The problem is, uh, I had a digital copy of it and I needed oh. to, A, download Persona 5 and, uh, then the Destiny 2 beta. So, oh. Yakuza 0 is what got sacrificed, because uh-huh. uh, cause, cause my PS4's launch and, it, and its got... brain is very tiny. So... Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, and Destiny 2 is And Destiny is 2 nice, is... I'm gonna buy so. that goddamn game, aren't I? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, you are. Yeah. 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 Let's all fun. play it. Let's yeah. all do it. Let's, let's all play it. Let's all... Let's, let's all, all just play let's Destiny. all just play Destiny. Dude, play I'm Destiny. gonna play it. So you can just play with play me, Destiny. and we can be on a fire yeah. team, and it'll be great. Let's do it. Okay. So Susan, you have been playing another game that we talked about uh, on the original episode two of Continue, yes. but we wanted to talk about it again because you're still in there. Yes. And a, a different beast than Yakuza. Uh, you've been playing the Long Dark. I am. I am playing the Long Dark. Uh, something I did not realize. Because this game was in early access for so long, but only in the survival mode, mm. people are not aware that there is a story to it. And I, that's what I've been playing. Uh, you play as a bush pilot named Mac. Your ex-wife comes to you in the middle of a storm and, and, and asks for your help to get to a very remote location in Canada. She needs to help someone who's sick. And you're like, uh, did you notice the storm? And she's like, shut up, bitch. You're just going to do it. And he's like, fine. So while you guys are en route, you are flying to this very remote location. You see some weird lights in the sky, like kind of like the Aurora Borealis, but then not. The power goes out in your plane and you crash. When you wake up, you don't know where she is. You are injured and you're in the Canadian wilderness. So that's where the survival part starts. But once you're, the, the, the first part is the tutorial. This is how you survive. You need to eat. You need to stay warm enough. You need to stay hydrated. All that stuff. Then you get into your first town and you start finding out more about these lights and this, all these situations that have happened. And there's a, a bigger sort of mystery. And uh, you're, you're all towards trying to, to find uh, your ex and get to her. The thing I, and, and I, I, I'm loving this game so much because the games we play tend to make us feel very, very big, right? Mm. We are, like in Destiny, you know, you're, the, you're a guardian, you're saving humanity, you're saving Earth. It's all very, very big. Like you're, Even you're, when you're getting beaten down. Yeah. Like, it, like mm-hmm. we we're talking about Uncharted, like Uncharted is constantly about pummeling you, but yeah. in being pummeled, you... You're elevated. But, I mean, you're also, you're searching for treasure, and you're finding ancient mysteries, and, and, and our games tend to make us feel very, very big, because that's the fantasy, right? Like, you are sure. more than yourself. And what I really love about The Long Dark is it it takes the scope way down, and then in that smallness, there is this amazing sense of accomplishment. Uh mm. 
I, I was I told this story on on Twitter the other day. Uh, I I have to go 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 do a thing, and when you're walking in the long dark, and because you're walking everywhere, you are walking through like knee deep snow. There's wind chill. You got to prepare. You got to make sure your clothes are all in good repair. You got to make sure you have water. You have food. You have you got to get ready. So I'm in this hut ice fishing, and it's a good location because it's right near. There's an office for for the camp that I'm that I'm at. It's abandoned. Uh, but it's, it's, it's pretty close, so I can, I can catch all these fish, I can spend a few hours fishing, and then get to safety in this cabin where I can, I can wait out the night. Because here's the thing, when the lights show up at night, the good news is the power comes back on. The bad news is all the wildlife goes fucking ape shit. <laughs> you got wolf problems. I got wolf problems. Oh, and bears. Hi. Bears are you around bear now, problems. too. Yeah, I've gotten Do bears problems. smell your food? Oh, yes. Like, yes. Oh, that's awesome. You have a that's meter. So cool. You have a meter of how stinky you are. Oh, yeah. that rules. Yeah. That rules so much. So I'm, I'm in this ice hut, and, I'm, and I'm, you have a meter that shows you where the sun is. And I know dusk is coming. So I'm like, I really want to maximize my fishing time so I have enough not only to feed me tonight, but so that I have food with me for this trip tomorrow. But I want to get to the house before dark because I I know wolves hang out here and I don't want any part of that. So I'm just going to, I'm like, okay, it's getting dark. Let Let me fish for one more hour. Okay. I gather up all my shit. I'm making, it's like a, it's, it's like 200 yards to, to the cabin. And I start across the ice and I hear a wolf. <laughs> Damn. And it's just ice. There's no, cause sometimes if you can like duck behind a tree, like break the line of sight, you can dodge them. Nothing. This wolf is coming right for me. I'm, I can make a run for it, but I'm carrying a lot of stuff. So I probably won't be able to go fast enough to get to the cabin before he's on me. Shit. All right. This is going to happen. Now I can wait until he jumps on me and then I can like use my hunting knife and knife him in the neck. Or, which, but if I do that, I'm going to get hurt. Yeah. I'm going to need to use some of my my bandages, maybe my painkillers, maybe some of my uh, antiseptic because I might get an infection. So you know what? I'm just going to use my hunting rifle, and I've only got 10 bullets left. And I hate to It's a lot of noise, though. It's a lot of noise. The noise? Oh, that is that is one thing it does not do. The noise does not attract anything. Oh, that's great. Yes. Awesome. All right. I hate to use the bullet, but I feel like in this un- in- unavoidable fight, this is the best solution. So I bust out my hunting rifle. He's coming right at me, and I take my time, and I line up the shot, and I get a beat on him, and I, boom, I drop him with one shot. And I'm like, fuck you, wolf. And then I go over, and I get out my hunting knife, and I quarter him, and I take all that meat from the wolf and his pelt, and then I mm, trudge my way up to that, because now it's full dark. I trudge my way up to the cabin, and I get in, and I make a fire that'll last long enough for me to cook everything I just caught, I put his pelt out to dry. I'll use that later to uh, make some leather and cure stuff. I cook my food. I boil some water. I eat until my tummy's full. I'm fully hydrated. I stoke that fire, and I get a good eight hours sleep. And I felt like a god. Did 
did the trophy thing come up? Was it like, ding, <laughs> fuck you, wolf? <laughs> I would love it if there was a fuck you, wolf of Jesus. They knew. That'd be great. They knew all along. Yeah. But I mean, it's... All I did in the game, functionally, was not die, yeah. eat, drink, and sleep. That's it. But it was huge. It was, it huge. was huge. It felt so monumental little stuff awesome. like the, the there's cabins around the lake in in the park one of them's locked i mm. want to know what's in there i in doing other things found the key mm. so i'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna find out what's in that cabin and all that's in the cabin and again it's just little stuff like a granola bar awesome a, a pair of sneakers that's treasure in this game and i i just i love how it just really brings it down into this very, very personal triumph. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how how far how far are you into the story? Do you know how long it is? I do not know how long it is. I am. Golly, um, I can t- I can't I don't remember the chapter number. I am in the second town. Okay. Uh, I have am doing missions for a trapper who was mauled by a bear. <laughs> and uh he's too stinky right he stank it up too much too st- he, was, he was all smelly and uh he is going to help me get through a uh a location that i can't otherwise because that's my only way out of town and that's mm. how what i need to do to find my friend cool man uh long dark is 20 bucks 34.99. 34.99. I'm thinking of the early access right, pricing. Right. And that's 34.99 sounds like I mean and it has have the survival mode as well. It does. It's just it like does. you just try to keep it going for as long as possible. And I, and I tell you when I first bought it, I was like, god, that seems kind of pricey. It is yeah. so meaty. There's a lot of yeah. game in there. It's a completely reasonable price. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm I need to check that out. The last time we talked about this, I told you that I played it a bunch when it very first yes, went into early yes. access, you know, three years ago at this point. But even then, even when it was just like, you know, basically a prototype, I still felt like you got a, a lot for, you know, what you paid. I felt right. like I got a lot out for 20 bucks in that game. Uh, it's also interesting to like the long dark is, I think a poster child for the benefits of early access of saying, you know, we're going to, put this in front of people and we're actually going to use all of that Mm -hmm. time that people spend with it to make it into a perfect game because so many little things could ruin the feeling of triumph that you got in in taking down that wolf and getting to that cabin and getting the eight hours of sleep that like you know if a menu was frustrating if the controls were frustrating if you know any part of the physical interactions of the wildlife and the environment and all of those elements, if any of it was out of whack, it wouldn't work. Yep. yep. You wouldn't get you wouldn't get that feeling. Uh, which does bring uh, me to the game that I the only game that I have been playing uh, for any length of time over the past week and a half which is Sonic Mania. Okay, yeah. I, I need to know about this. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, not to like, not to just be the internet that has existed <laughs> for the past nine days where everybody's like, Sonic is back! Sonic! Uh, but yeah, um, this is, this is a, a perfectly considered game. 
And Susan, you and I, and Dave, you and I, have, have the three of us together and individually have talked many times before about, like, what makes a perfect game? What makes a game perfect? And Sonic Mania is probably the first game that I have played in ten years that I would consider perfect. Uh, wow. Pro- probably since Pac-Man Championship Edition. Wow. Yeah. Damn, and I, I'm, I'm willing to lay that down. I'm willing to lay it on the line. Uh, I think Sonic Mania is a perfect game, and the reason it is a perfect game is that's, that's not nostalgia talking. I've always enjoyed Sonic games. Uh, I took Sonic and Knuckles and 3 very seriously as a young man. Uh, <laughs> my, I think my mom is still pissed at me, actually, about Sonic and Knuckles, because I wanted this game so fucking bad. That, like, I was just cutting ads out of comic books for Sonic and Knuckles and just leaving them around the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know if you got the message, but it's got the lock-on technology. I want it real bad. But, like, it, like Sonic was never... Like, I was always, like, thrilled to try something new in the Sonic series from, like, 1994 to 2000. Like, Sonic Adventure... When that that whale was in that original trailer for Sonic Adventure, I was on freaking board. But I'm not, like, I don't, like, write my own tales slash fiction. I didn't write, read the comics. I didn't watch the cartoon. It's not, like, a thing that I consider sacrosanct. Because the horrible truth, everybody, is that Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, and Sonic Adventure, and pretty much every Sonic game, has catastrophic problems with problems. <laughs> yes they're beautiful games and, and like i understand that that is why like why they're so memorable they are as works of pop art incomparable there's there's nothing else like those games in terms of you know the way they're drawn the way they play and the way they sound but guess what? Playing them is fucking miserable. I think most people that are like, this is so- Sonic Mania is Sonic the Hedgehog the way it should have been the whole time. Big like, yes, it's what it should have been the whole time. But like Sonic 2 plays like shit. Like those levels are so badly laid out. They are sprawling in a are way they? that is confusing. Oh, wait, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, no, wait, they're, wait. they're Sonic 2 or Sonic Adventure 2? Sonic 2. Like, Sonic... When was the last time you, like, did, like, a full run on Sonic 2? Uh, when it came out. Right, when it came out. And, like, you know, most people are like, oh, like, when I... Like, people say, like, oh, I got Sega Genesis Collection for Xbox 360. Like, all right, did you play more than, like, two or three levels? Yeah, did did you get to Chemical Plant Zone, the second level of the game? Did you get, like, like, forget that, like, like, Chemical Plant Zone... You'll be like, oh, wow, this is hard. It's not hard. It's the controls are shitty, mm. and the level layouts are bad. Like, it's Look, just... I'm, I'm the asshole who played his tails just because I thought he was cute, right? Right! Like, and I, like, I, 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 wanted, I wanted to be Knuckles. I wanted to be that Knuckles yeah, so bad. Yeah, you did. With his flying yeah, dreads. Yeah, you would. I want yeah, all did. those flying all right, all right. dreadlocks. Okay, so, okay. so, anyway... So, for someone who has not paid any attention to this because Sonic yeah. hasn't been good... In forever. Since, since I was a virgin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Whoa! <laughs> Continue episode two is tight! Yeah. <laughs> uh, expl- like, is this... Yeah, okay, so here, here's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Mania is in 
many respects, it takes levels and themes from Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, and CD, mm -hmm. and does, like, a soft remix of them. The very oh, first level of the game is flat out the Green Hill Zone 1 from so Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis. Okay. And there are, the bulk of the game is made up of sort of the, the old themes of the levels. The vast majority of those levels are entirely original, and then there are totally new places oh. that aren't based on anything okay. in the game as well. I would say that there is, like, you know, the, the original Sonic games usually had, like, six to eight levels, like, stages broken into two acts, and there's mm. three or four orig totally original in here. Okay. So it's not quite, like, a full original game, but, like... It is. Like, it's basically all new material. Because, you know, you'll get to, like, Chemical Plant Zone that we were just talking about from Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm -hmm. You'll play Chemical Plant Zone, and then you'll... The first stage, Act 1, will be exactly the same. And then you get to Act 2, and it's a totally new game. Oh, like, I it see. Has okay. some of, it has some of the same, like, color palette and themes. The, the but, music's remixed a little bit. Yeah, the and music... Like, it, yeah. You, there are, like, plat... There, there's a whole new mechanic... Where it's like there are actual chemical, like vials of chemicals in the environment, and you can dump them on the ground by jumping on top of a syringe, and then the ground will have like bouncy jelly on it. Oh! And there's, yeah, and there's a lot of stuff like that, but then. That feels like that's, that's the big picture. Yeah. The little picture is that the control is so much smoother. Mm. It's, it's, you know, a lot of the, the sort of glowing reviews for the game have said, like, well, it plays like you remember Sonic. Ah, I get it. That's, yep. that's an incredibly accurate representation. It. It. It's, okay. it's softened, you know, like... The, 60 the, frames a second. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you can jump, like, when you press the jump button, he actually jumps instead of it doing whatever the fuck it wants to. <laughs> uh, they're... they're all of the characters are just so lushly animated. It's it, it really doesn't strike you. If you watch like a trailer on YouTube, you'll be like, yeah, it looks great. But then when you see it, especially like playing it on a Switch and you've got that gorgeous yeah, I really need in front of Switch. you. Yeah, you do. And, and like, so a uh, perfect example is, you know, the classic when Sonic is on the edge of something. Mm -hmm. He has the like two frames where he's like, my leg, my arms are over here. My arms are over here. I'm balancing. Now it's just this fluid Disney-esque animation of gotcha. him, like, you know, writhing, and everything is like that. Every little inch of the game is just so well-considered. And it's really cool, like, when it does toss an old element out in front of you. Like, you go... I can't remember the specific name, but, like, the water stages in Sonic 3 show back up. And... At one point, it looks like you're just going to have to fight the same final boss again. And then it tricks you, and you are in the thing that Dr. Robotnik was, you know, attacking you with as the boss in the original. Oh, that's and so he's cool. below you. Yeah, like, it's that's just... That's neat. I like that. I like that. It's it's perfect. It's, okay. It is a... All right, you, you, you have perfect convinced game. me. Perfect the boss game. to Chemical Plant Zone, the second level... Is one of the best surprises I've had. Yeah, this year. Don't, it's I'm not, not going to spoil not, yeah. it. It's it's so cool, but it's so good because so you, cool. you like you, you will in a million years you won't expect it. Yeah, it, it's so good. The whole thing 
is I, and I, I really man even like you can put on scan lines and I know that like normal people don't care about scan lines no I care about scan lines and like I'm that you're guy you're fucking that's, like, freaks okay I'm just um, saying yeah, okay, alright yeah. like but but it's just it looks so good Shut all up. the other <laughs> stop like just... ev- like all the Neo Geo games that are available on Switch and they're like there's a scan line filter but like don't put that Vaseline bullshit in my video game this just looks oh man this Christian Whitehead guy who who was you know the sort of de- driving force behind the design of this mm-hmm. game he's the one who did the ports of Sonic 1 2 and 3 and CD uh, for various platforms this dude knows his business and my biggest concern was that this game was going to feel like the worst sort of cover band yeah 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 uh, yeah you know like uh and it's not it is i there are very very few examples of somebody taking a sort of classically styled thing and making it good it's um, like, um so do you, you remember the band uh mastercraft how, like, a lot of people would say that, like, the remixes that they do of the songs are better than, like, the original songs. <laughs> like, that's what, th- that's what this is. Yeah, that is what this is. That is, that is what this is. Um, everybody, we are going to enter our final section of the show tonight, which uh, was going to be a backer-only sort of thing. But you were supposed to have this episode four days ago, uh, but then some dingus deleted the <laughs> file for his audio and i don't know what kind of bastard would do a dumb thing some like ca- that some kind of some kind some of dumb ca- dumb i'm not a guy really, who's sweaty a lot i don't have the good luck with the technology it guys. wasn't I'm, luck you threw it away i threw it away i literally there, there was a trash icon yeah and i put yeah. it in the trash yeah, icon. yeah it's not like it and was just I like said, oh technical difficulties. i said empty oh. yeah empty it so this that was on me so everybody gets the backer section this week uh, which is uh, listener questions, Woo! and Dave has these listener questions, so let's pop them off, man. Yeah, Lightning let's do around. it. Let's do it. All right, so uh, we have Nick Grugan who says stuff happens. The only thing I need is a podcast episode. I'm easy, but uh, first off, uh, maybe consider a Pax West meetup. I don't. Susan and I will are both going to be at Pax. We are. So, it's I mean, true. Yeah, hit, hit us up, we'll, dude. It, it'll we'll it'll be you, me, and Nick. I mean, let's let's be honest about that. It like yes, and like <laughs> hey, like Nick, you're going to find me anyway. Let's. I mean, come yeah. on. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's uh, super curious to hear all of our thoughts on Gamescom news. I think that we can maybe pick a couple things to. Oh, we. Uh, I think we covered it with the Xbox One. I think we did. Uh, I think, think we. Covered I don't, how about Mass? It. How about that Mass Effect? Mass Effect's done. It's yeah, they, they ruined it. Moving so, on. Yeah. Kill it. And Kill Final it. Fantasy XV and Assassin's Creed? No. No. <laughs> it's free. It. No. And Stop they're it. actually doing a thing. No. no. Stop it. Ask me how I feel about the Final Fantasy and Assassin's Creed crossover again, Dave. Do it. Ask me, please. How do you feel about the no. Final Fantasy XV? No. Yeah. No. 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 Also, also, no. and I say this with... Verve with Vim with Gusto. <laughs> fuck Assassin's Creed. Stop it. Stop it. Just fuck you. Just stop Just it. it. You know go. what? It, you know Assassin's Creed is the bachelor of video games. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, I've never been more jealous of a thought in my entire life. That's perfect, Susan. It's so. I just. I. Oh, that's it. That's it. All conversation about Assassin's Creed. Forever it's hereby until over until I until play until Dave plays Origins this fall, Which and then will. we have to talk about it on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. 
okay, Christian Fisher says, things happen on the internet. You guys are worth waiting for. Thank you, Christian. Aww. Uh, question for Susan. Oh. Uh, you've both, uh, you played both Gwent and Elder Scrolls Legends. Mm -hmm. uh, which did you like better? It's, it's very tough to compare because they are very different experiences. I will say that Elder Scrolls uh, Legends does a much better job of onboarding you, which is hmm. teaching you the mechanics of the game, the different types of cards, the different types of strategies that you can use. There is a single-player campaign in it that does an outstanding job of introducing you to the different types of decks you can build and seeing how those decks actually play. Now, Gwent will also have a single-player campaign when it comes out. The beta, however, does not. So hmm. it's it's not exactly an apples-to-apples -apples comparison. Um, obviously, I love Gwent. I love the strategy involved in Gwent. I, I, think, I think, honestly, it depends on how... I, I do like the, uh, the bonuses you get for winning in Legends a lot better. But again, it's a, that's a full game as opposed to a beta. They're still figuring a lot of things out with Gwent. And we're not seeing the, the entire deal with it at hmm. all. Hmm. But I do think, at, at least at this point, Gwent is, is more difficult to parse for a, a brand new player uh, than Legends is. And Legends is free to try. Uh, I mean, it's free to play. I, I spent money on it because I love it. But you don't have to. You get a you get the full single-player campaign. You get access to the full game for zero monies. So mm. I highly encourage anybody who's curious about it to just give it a try. Susan, cool. how are you feeling about Valve card game? Fuck you off. Played, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's you know, what I, I was looking that, for. That Dota, that hot that Dota. That hot Dota. All right, card screw Dota. it. Next question. Okay. Uh, Brandon Orton, uh, too bad to hear about the last episode, but we understand. As for things to talk about, I have a question about music. Uh, this one's actually for me. Um, since playing Hotline Miami and Fury, I've been really into 80s-style synthwave music from pre previous podcasts. I get the impression that Dave has a taste for this kind of music. What gave it away? Uh, Dave, what similar synthwave artists would you recommend that I might not have heard already? Do you mean uh, like so actual I'm 80s people or people who sound like 80s people? It's people who sound like 80s people. Okay. Cause uh, there are like the, you know there are the, the classics like Flock of Seagulls and Duran Duran and all that. Listen to those; hi, they're all great. Hi, Depeche Mode. Hey, yeah, hi. Depeche Mode's great. Yeah. Get in uh, So I'm gonna give you six bands. Look them up. They all yeah. offer a different spectrum. Uh, there's Kavinsky, who's kind of like an old school uh, French dude. Uh, he did uh, Night Drive for uh, for the movie Drive. Uh, he did the theme song for that. Uh, Calm Truce. Uh, dumb name, but he, like, it's, like, the chillest dope, I listen to him when I write, uh, it is just, like, you want something with, like, a lot of bass, a lot of, it's good. Uh, Anorak is just, like, it's the theme song to a summer that you've never had. Uh, Mitch Murder is great, uh, it's just, like, the, the cheesiest 80s music. Uh, Magic Sword, uh, who we had on our show last year, the the dude with the fencing mask and the lights on, and he had, a, like, a vocoder, and we best. talked to him. And we played uh, Magic Sword. Yeah, it's, like, you want to talk, like, it's like stoner synth rock. They have, like, ho whole personas. They're comic books. Uh, they That's great stuff. Uh, and Client Liaison, which is, like, if uh, Duran Duran was Australian and wrote songs about Australian politics, and it's just, like, the, like their album Diplomatic Immunity, top to bottom, is just, it is a, it is a banger. Dave, Listen I'm very, it. I'm it's very so disappointed good. that you, that you missed the original Gangster 
who is putting out original albums as we speak, John freaking Carpenter, man. Oh, yeah. Go yeah, go well, listen true. to John Carpenter if you yeah, want. He's touring, too. He's touring. Yes. Uh, John Carpenter has just put out two, uh, in the past two and a half years, put out two albums of original synth music that is, like, all of these guys make, like, you know, Van Derier and, and uh, you know, all the dudes making these soundtracks for things like Hotline Miami are yeah. imitating John Carpenter yeah. specifically. I mean, like, Car- Carpenter Brute. Like, yeah, Carpenter like the, Brute. The, the, yeah, the big dude. Uh, but yeah, uh, also, like, uh, follow New Retro Wave on YouTube. They have, like, new releases all the time. That's where I get a lot of new stuff. So, yeah. Also, churches. That. Oh, churches is churches. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're good. God. Mother We Share. Uh, what a song. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. shit. Next question. Uh, okay. Question conversation starter. Uh, when you can't put a game down, that usually means it's got you. You are fully immersed from start to finish. Uh, one of the biggest. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention the name. This is from Mirko Arico Terreno. Um, that's a name. Yeah. When uh, one of the biggest hooks for me is the soundtrack. It can make or break the entire experience. The first game to hook me like that was Thief the Dark Project. From industrial electronic ambience making every minute more tense and powerful. Uh, from Snake Eater to, dare I say, Watch Dogs 2, most have used their music perfectly. However, one game for me recently that missed the piece of the formula was Prey uh, 2017. Mm. Everything about the visual design and gameplay drew me in, but the music does not fit to the point where I disconnect from the world that Prey conveys. It's a real pity. So my question is, what otherwise brilliant game has been let down by its soundtrack or sound design? First of all, Maybe I, those I games have to just disagree needed... about Prey's soundtrack completely. I think... I think it's a good soundtrack, but I don't know if it necessarily fits. Also, I th- did did they did they patch it so the volume's not so goddamn loud? Oh, I don't know, because at times it is definitely like you're trying to hear the dialogue, and it's like like okay, yeah, it's like okay, Raph, I know you 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 wrote the soundtrack, but sweetie, <laughs> come on now. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is almost breaks my heart to say because I think they're very very well made games. But I think part of the reason that I enjoy them while I'm playing them and then they don't stick with me after the fact is Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider games. They're, the music is just blah. Like, it's just random 21st Hollywood, century 20, Hollywood. Yeah, 21st sound- century Hollywood yeah. soundtrack, whereas the themes in the original Tomb Raider games are so memorable. Like, walking into one of the underground tombs, or, you know, it's like... I, I can just call up that music immediately, whereas the new ones, yeah, I, I think a theme song in the context of that sort of adventure game is everything. I don't notice the music in games. Yeah, it's not your thing. Nope. <laughs> I couldn't like I couldn't tell you what the music from any of the Tomb Raiders are. I and oh, I man. have a fucking Tomb Raider tattoo. Like, <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's not my jam. Yeah. See, I'm like uh, when I hear a soundtrack that i really like i notice it but if it's like mediocre or whatever it you i just tune mediocre. it out mediocre you know? especially like you know or or if it's like a game like uh, something like destiny which has like the soundtrack's fine but like it's yeah. it's a game that i play while i'm listening to podcasts you oh, know really? like oh. it's just something to do susan you're um, also full of it you you notice music when you're a sheshefu well that's different okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's an entirely so persona, different experience. Persona, persona is a different thing. Persona yeah, is... Persona, yeah, Persona yeah. is... Like Persona, uh, Jet Set Radio, yeah. uh, Voodoo Vince. I'm not saying it never happens, but it has right. to be... It's just rare. Very, very special for, mm-hmm. for me to care at all. 
But, Dave, next uh, question. Oh, oh, wait, oh, question. I, I didn't answer that one yet. Uh, for me, it's the the new Amplitude game. Oh, oh that's right. Really? Yeah, you don't like that. I like that music. I thought that the game was great. I thought that the music... The music is fine in that, like, if I were just sort of listening to it, mm. I'd probably be okay with it, kind of like an Aphex Twin thing. But, like, coming off of the original Amplitude, which is very much, like remixes and and um and like hip-hop and electronic and all these different stuff and you get it and it's just like the most like in your face like idm music and i'm just like no i i was i did not come here for apex twin but like this is not but dave, what i wanted but dave uh, music is the weapon stop it <laughs> that's a, that's the wrong game <laughs> music is always the weapon music is always uh, the weapon Okay, uh, Kevin Alvarez has a question. Uh, playing mediocre games that are made mediocre. better just because, uh, <laughs> just because you love the universe they're from. For example, I love playing Gundam games, and I played the Dynasty Warriors versions. I hate Dynasty Warriors games, but with Gundam, it made it much more enjoyable for me. Hmm. So is there like a, a, a kind of franchise or like Destiny some kind is of the property? greatest seven yeah. out of ten in history. Yeah, I was yeah. Destiny is a good one. Um, Man, I, I'm just gonna throw this out there. This happens every now and again, where I'll get into something so much, and then I'll have to go and get the game, even though mm. I know it's going to be terrible. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it holds up, but the third season of the old CG cartoon reboot is mm. so badass, so badass. I I, I freaking loved reboot so much the, the, i don't i don't know if it would hold up at all at this point i haven't right. seen any of that stuff in like 17 years but i remember <laughs> getting so into it and this was airing years like after it had already aired and then was like i'm gonna go to every eb i can ever find in my area and see if they have reboot for ps1 and i love that game and it's awful it is mind-bendingly <laughs> bad it is so bad just like the worst early ps1 garbage and i love it i love it so much um for me it's it's final fantasy like <laughs> and there's a lot of trash to sift through with Final Fantasy's that's name fair. on it, that's fair. No, I get that. Yeah. I do. But I there's just something about the like the just the the chocobos and the cactors and all the the ephemera around it uh, is like of a piece. And like I, you know, I'll see a oh we're gonna announce a mobile game. All right, fine. I'll fucking play it. Like you, uh, like the, God, that that Final Fantasy 15 one that they re that they just released. Uh, that's basically Clash of Clans. Right. But, but with Final Fantasy fifteen, like like barely on it, it's just like, hey, I'm Noctis. I'm gonna give you the tutorial of how you spend oh, your god. super bucks. Oh god! And yeah, and like I got like I downloaded it. I got fifteen minutes into it and said, "Fuck this," <laughs> and deleted it. Um, because it is just it is the most like cynical garbage in the world. But hey, you know what? If that didn't have Final Fantasy fifteen on it, I wouldn't have touched it. That's right. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna play that goddamn Assassin's Creed thing next week. Yeah, you, you bet are. your ass I am. So no, so yeah, I don't. I'll do it. Okay. I'm gonna do it. Dave, it's free. No. And if, if it's free, Fantasy. you know, then <laughs> yeah, it's free. Who then cares? why the hell not? Yeah, why why not? But uh, but yeah, what did did you answer, Susan? Oh, Elder Scrolls. 
Okay. You yeah. you <laughs> stick Elder Scrolls on something. I don't care what it is. I want it. I will play it. Speaking of soundtracks, Jeremy Sewell is a god. I mean, that's just a fact. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love Oblivion. I mean, I love Morrowind, but I have such a ridiculous a- atomic, it's in my DNA connection to Oblivion that, uh, whatever, like you, you, you put Elder, like you put Elder Scrolls before ham. I will buy that ham. I don't care. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> did you play uh, Elder Scrolls Online? I did. Okay. Only How, only did... a little, just because I did not have... I, I didn't have the time. Uh, yeah. But I like it. I hear it's gotten good. Yeah. Like, it... Yeah. Dave, but we got it, one more? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a couple people ask us what kind of podcast we listen to. I don't. Oh. You don't listen to podcasts at all? Nope. Here's the thing. Uh, for, for me, like, I know, uh, a lot of people, uh, listen to podcasts in their commute. I don't have a commute. I work from home. I can't listen to them while I'm working because I'm either editing or writing most of the times and I cannot yeah. listen to things yeah. with words while I'm doing that. Yeah. It fucks you up. It, oh, like, <laughs> it fucks I, you up it, bad. It, can't do it. Yeah. I really can't do it. So that would lead, uh, the other, only other time would be, um, when I'm on the treadmill or the stationary bike. And unless I need something that is fully distracting. Mm in those situations or else I feel every single minute of that exercise. <laughs> so yeah. So it's just, it's just not a good fit for my lifestyle. Uh, I really like uh, science Friday. Uh, National public radio science Friday is great. Uh, it, it's a good way to just sort of know about what's going on in the research world. I, I like learning about like, I like finding out how glass works. Yeah, like, I want to yeah. listen to a half-hour podcast about why concrete never fully solidifies. Okay, this is this sounds cool. Like, this is my shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Science, Friday, Science Friday is great. I love Science Friday. Uh, that's always one of my go-tos. And I enjoy Pete Holmes, the comedian Pete Holmes. I enjoy his podcast, You Made It Weird, which is a uh, one-on-one talk show it's basically what we used to do with video games oh, on yeah. twitch it's it's the exact same thing <laughs> it, but it's uh, usually with comedians and actors i like it uh and that's i like that i like it a lot and uh i will recommend to you susan mm. specifically lore lore which is a half hour show Ooh. that is just like horror like true horror i'm in it it's basically if somebody was making unsolved mysteries in 2017 gotcha okay okay imagine imagine if robert stack talked about like ghosts and ghouls and and the loch ness monster you had me at robert stack let's be right yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's great the guy who hosts it like He has a bad case of poet voice. Oh, no. Uh, He's got a bad case. And that is when he knew. Oh. Like, so, uh, you know, small doses. Small doses. Okay. But, yeah. It's it's a half hour. It's a half hour. Can't (laughs) beat it. Gotcha. Dave, Dave, what do you listen to? Uh, Let's see. The the only major gaming site that I listen to, uh, I like Giant Bomb's podcast. It's because they're dumb uh they they're dumb and they talk about wind jammers so i'll i'll listen to them 
Uh, I like uh, No Cartridge Audio uh, is uh, is a podcast by uh, a, a dude who who takes kind of like a lefty political bent toward like uh, game analysis, and he has like all kinds of different people on the show. He had like Scott Benson who did Night in the Woods on there, and they talked about like driving around and you know uh, Rust Belt. Pennsylvania. It was really, really interesting stuff, but it's like done in a way that's not super pretentious, which is nice. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, uh, a lot of political stuff. Like I like uh, delete your account, which is really good. Like interviews with people uh, about uh, leftist politics and organizing. Uh, Chapo Trap House, which is like kind of the big famous one right now. Uh, they just make fun of everyone. Uh, they're really funny, and they—they're also really smart too. Like they, the, there's a guy that they get on who talks about healthcare in a way that is just like, like he looks like the studio musician of like a '70s psychedelic rock band, but he talks about healthcare in a way that like is engaging and really interesting, and he drops a lot of f bombs, so it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So so yeah, that's that's what I do when I'm, you know. When not when or... when walking around, uh, everybody, yeah. thank you so much for for bearing with us with uh, my technical failures for our second episode. We hope that this uh, second episode lives up to your expectations. I honestly think this is a better episode. I think I feel you better might, about you're, you're this. Pro- I don't think you're wrong about that. Yeah, no. I think I think it's a better one. I think the slow jam, the from the last one is just it's perfect just, re- just so we'll, recycle it just we'll just recycle it we'll, we'll do it, it again yeah, we'll do it again fine. we need we'll shout outs right we do need shout outs we need shout outs so we need to we need to do the wrap up with the social medias and the oh websites. yeah the thing is yeah uh, okay so uh let's do shout outs we got shout outs to our patrons if you donate uh, don't, God, I don't even know what to say. You you give us money. Give us Thank money. you for the money and the makingness yeah. of the possible. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Thank you for yes. capitalism. Th- yes. Thank you for <laughs> for letting us hang out every week because it means a lot yes. to us. It really the does. The exchange uh, of goods and services. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, $10 a month, we'll, we'll yell your name on a podcast. That's right. Uh, so we got Ryan Brady, John Phipps, Mirko Rico Terreno, Gluttony107, who just donated today uh francisco areas guimer god i'm i'm the worst guimeris uh if i butcher any of these send an email to mail at continuepod.com and yell at me please uh i actually looked this one up Celan houston uh axel olsen mangholt tyler nilsen shane nilsen fossey sayan yaddle jacob christos chris punk john phillips Tim Chesson, Jose Cordova, Daniel Squire, Tom, Derek Sanskrit Casey, and Nick Grugan. Thank you all so much. Um, yay. And if you would like to uh, back us on, on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash continue podcast. Uh, every little bit helps. $5 will get you a, a day early access to the podcast and uh, extra goodies that we do on there. It's all on the website. It's all there. And and Read and I, I know people are like, oh, well, uh, you know, a dollar doesn't do anything. No, we'll take a no, dollar. No, it does. We, yeah. we are contribution agnostic. A dollar spends just as well, and we, yeah. and we appreciate it just as much. And if yes. you're one of those cats that are just listening to this when it goes up on iTunes and are listening to it for free, thank you for listening to us. Yeah, 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 exactly. It delights, it delights us. Uh, if you would like more of all of us, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at ContinuePod. We have a Facebook page. 
That's, I mean, like, come on, who looks at Facebook anymore? It's not a thing. I read a whole study about how the teens are going to Instagram and Snapchat instead, which is the same report that comes out every, every goddamn year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> true. But yeah, it's facebook.com slash continue pod. We are streaming very sporadically. It's super casual. Uh, it's whenever we have time. Uh, but you can catch that at twitch.tv slash continue pod and continue podcast. continue podcast. And yeah, everybody. So we will see Twitter, you. Your, your Twitter. My Twitter is at a John Agnello, which is where you can go to see very disturbing things involving Metal Gear and Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't even understand what that's about. Not a one. You, 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 did you see any of them, Susan? Oh, yes, I did. And I, I did not comment because I'm like, I want no part of this. I don't want to be involved. I, I think it went very well. <laughs> uh, Su- Susan, your Twitter? Uh, my, my Twitter is at Susan Arndt. Also, very shortly, you are going to be able to find me at genieonline.com. That's G-E-N-I-I online.com. And uh, yeah, it's all about magic and shit. It's super cool. Yeah, I just edited a really cool article today that I can't wait for you to read. I know, it's uh, good, right? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, but yeah, uh, and you can find me uh, at David Robots on Twitter. And also, I will I will also be around on Genie Online with Susan. So, yeah, oh, check us out. I'm a it's dummy. Stuff. There's one more thing I can hump uh, oh, for the podcast question. Don't hump and, that. And for the music question, go listen to the podcast Video Game Grooves, which is oh, the well, yeah. nichest goddamn thing on the face of the planet, it's a podcast I co-host that is all about video game soundtracks that are pressed on vinyl records. The audience is enormous. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like a good five to seven people. It's just like... yeah, But huge. they're really into it. They are! They're into super it. into it. Alright, everybody, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody, Goodbye. and thank you to our in-house guests today. Yes, yes, Goodbye. thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.